what it is, yo. What's up? The show's Real Talk Sports, Deontay Smith. And once again, I am with Kagan. He's doing his week one rankings for our fantasy league, the Academy Retired. My bad. Retired Academy Gridiron League because they ain't ain't sponsoring us. Ain't none of us getting checks for them anymore. Uh, I don't think. But we went up to 14 teams. Last year, we introduced points per carry for running backs, which everyone liked. And with our league getting deeper, points per carry become even more important. So you're going to see some rankings that you probably don't agree with, but you have to think that our league does have points per carry. But it won't be too far off from guys you already know go to get high volume. So, without further ado, what it is, gig? Gonna hop into your ranking for the year, and just a reminder: this is points per carry for running back. Everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, we do also uh, set points per first down, which I don't know how much you took that into account for your rankings, but a little thing that sets our league apart. We don't do that in the academy league. Oh no, we don't. We don't because ESPN doesn't allow it. Exactly. ESPN Hashtag sleeper. <laughs> Hashtag sleeper. Uh, All right. Yeah, so if we don't do the first down, uh, we get bonus. We do get bonus points for, uh, you know, bigger runs, I think. So like, uh, you know, like I think it's like 30 or 40 yard pass and touchdowns or like a couple bonus points or something like that. Or, or, 300 yards, 400 yards. We do get some bonus points, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the main, you know, it'll be pretty focused on standard points for a PPR league other than running backs. There will be – I do have two guys in my top ten that probably most people would not put in their top ten because we get the, you know, half a point per carry. Right. Uh, other than that, it, it's going to be, I think, pretty similar to what you'd see. Uh, and, you know, week one is really – it's a roll of the dice. <laughs> I'm always hesitant week one, especially with guys coming off injury because I don't know how they're going to perform. A lot right. of those guys don't see preseason action because they're coming off injury. You know, you don't see, you know, new coaches, new places. So week one is, is always the hardest in my opinion. Absolutely. Like uh, one thing that I'm going to have issues with is Jamal Williams and Swift and how they uh, like who's going to be. Yeah. Like the, who's going to get the carries the there. Man, the poor yeah. man, Alvin Kamara. That's what you right. need in that offense. They're going to be behind a lot. Right. But going off into the QBs. You got All right. QBs, no surprise. So uh, just I'll, I'll run off my top 10 and kind of talk through my notes and, and my reasoning for most of these. Uh, so, Number one, I think you got to go Pat Mahomes. Uh, he can't bet against that guy. Uh, they have the most lethal offense in the league. Uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Miko Hardman can take you deep on any play. Uh, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire coming back in his second year. And really, he doesn't, you know, last year he had a lot of people competing for carries and touches in that backfield. There's not really anybody there this year. So uh, he's going to get the load. Uh, so, you know, I, I, he's got Mahomes got a lot of a lot of weapons. Uh, it's hard not to go with him. Uh, second, yeah, I'm going Lamar Jackson. Third, uh, Josh Allen. Uh, fourth, Aaron Rodgers. Fifth, Kyler Murray. Sixth, Tom Brady. Seven, Russell Wilson. Eight, Ryan Tannehill. Nine, Justin Herbert. And ten, Baker Mayfield. Um, so. 
looking at these, you know, as me and Tay have already said, we get the half point per carry. Um, that goes into your quarterbacks as well. So you'll see these guys that are dual threat quarterbacks will usually typically be higher on my list. Um, one of the main reasons I like Lamar Jackson, um, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, those guys will, will kind of usually be in the forefront of our list. Uh, Tom Brady at, at six, uh, I think is, eh, you know, I don't know. It, he's always got that come out and kill you uh, mentality. Uh, so he could come out, throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, or he could come out and manage a game and throw for 200 yards and one touchdown and still beat you. But I do think Thursday night football, uh, I think Brady and Dak coming back, I think that's going to be a good matchup. Uh, I like both of those guys uh, this week. Um, well, last excuse me, last year, to be, to be honest with you, Brady looked like crap. He did. Uh, I think he threw for 239, two TDs, and two INTs. That was a 22-and-a-half points in our league. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if he comes out like that, man, oh, that's going yeah. to be rough. It's going to be hard to be sixed. Yeah. It is. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, Thursday night, he always shows up. Uh, so I, it's hard to bet against him. Um, you know, Josh Allen – He's going up against Pittsburgh. That's a tough defense. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, was last year fluke or was that his coming out party and he's here to stay? Uh, so we'll find out, I think, that game. Uh, but, again, his rushing ability keeps him up there. Uh, you know, Diggs, he's got some weapons around him as well. Um, and then the other person I want to talk about uh, on in my top ten is Ryan Tannehill at eight. A lot of you guys might be shaking your heads at this one. Um, Ryan Tannehill, he, you know, you go back to last season, uh, and I think his last uh, – I could be wrong. I'll have to double-check this. I looked at it right before this. I think his last five games, last five or last four games, he had rushing touchdowns. Uh, they scheme a lot of a lot of runs for him when they get in the red zone. Uh, it's not just Derrick Henry down there. Uh, now, I don't know how that offense is going to take shape with Smith gone, but I got a feeling they're going to be using Tannehill the same way. Uh, so he gets a little bump in, in my rankings because of his athleticism. Uh, you know, I think he averaged uh, four or five rush attempts per game last year, uh, which, you know, isn't a whole lot, but he's getting a lot of those goal line like sneaks and, and rollouts and, He's a pretty athletic guy, so uh, that's why he's up there. Uh, Mayfield, I think they're coming out with something to prove, man. Kansas City put him out the playoffs last year, and it was a close one. Baker played his heck of a game that game. Uh, I think he comes out with a chip on his shoulder, so I think that's a potential shootout. Uh, and then three guys that didn't make my top ten but were right there. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, you know, he's – I don't know how healthy he's going to be, so that's why I didn't want to put him in there. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts, as much as I hate him, I don't like him at all. Uh, you know, we talked about this, and I don't hate him. That's a strong word. I don't hate him. I just don't like the Eagles, uh, and I don't know how good of a quarterback he's going to be. But You know, uh, he's, facing, right? he's facing the Atlanta Falcons. 
Exactly. And and that's why he, he I almost had him in my top ten. The Falcons were terrible last year uh on defense. So, you know, uh and we struggled to contain running quarterbacks and we just switched, you know, running three four this year. We switched up our defense. So who knows how that'll look. Um, you know, hopefully they'll run a contain with somebody, a spy, maybe with Deion Jones, but who who knows? Uh so Dak uh, I had Kirk Cousins also right outside the list. Uh, I don't think Kirk Cousins gets enough respect. Uh, you know, and, and the main reason I have him is they're going against Cincinnati. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Cincinnati's a good defense. Uh, he's got Justin Jefferson in year two. Uh, a lot of people are forgetting about Adam Thielen there. And uh, he's got my number one running back on the week, uh, Dalvin Cook, lined up behind him. So, uh, I think he's got potential to to finish in the top ten uh, this week as well. Uh, any any guys you think I left off that you would have put in the top ten? Let me see. I think Brady is high uh, just because he comes out flat in uh, week one, but pretty solid. I think Jalen Hurts can be a nightmare for you guys on the ground and through the air just because they have a lot of speed man Quez Watkins may score two touchdowns from 60 yards out they have that type of explosiveness so Jalen Hurts could have a very Lamar Jackson-esque week one this season I I can't complain with you so I'll be honest I looked back through my rankings last year uh, on the weeks I did and and Brady was one of those who always burned me. Um, really? <laughs> really. So, like, I'd have him in, like, right outside my top ten, maybe barely in the top ten, and every time he'd finish in the top six or seven. And I was like, ugh. So I got tired of getting burnt. So I, I feel like it's always a safe bet to put him, like, right at that six to eight range. You know, he might finish ten. He might finish four. But, like, every time I put him outside my top ten, he burns me. So, it's just so – again, it's just hard to bet against him. Your condition, man. You learn your lesson. I am. Uh, We'll hop into – you want to do running backs? Or I know you're a wide receiver guy. You're a zero RB guy. So, you want to go into wide receivers or you want to – I can absolutely say the best for last. Okay. We do running backs. Dalvin Cook was number one. Dalvin Cook is number one. Number uh, two, you know. CMC, right? No, I did not go CMC, and it's the injury. It's the injury <laughs> that's got me scared. If you look at my notes, I had CMC first. I had Kamara second, Cook third, and then I was like, "Nah, I don't trust CMC." It's week one. I don't know how heavy his workload's going to be. They're against the Jets, so it could potentially be a good workload, but I don't trust the injury. So I went cook one, uh, Kamara two, uh, went CMC three, Derek Henry four, Antonio Gibson five, uh, six. I went to Zeke. Uh, and, and I know a lot of people are probably like, what Zeke's pretty high, but again, this is the, the half point per carry. Uh, I re- you know, that really boosts him a lot, uh, because of his production's not great. He's still getting 15, 20 carries a game. Uh, and then I went uh, Robinson, James Robinson, same kind of reason, no competition. He's going to get the carries. Uh, and then I went Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, and David Montgomery. 
David Montgomery's another half point per carry guy. Uh, some of the guys I had right outside of my top 10, uh, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who I touched on earlier when we were talking about the Kansas City offense, uh, Austin Eckler, and Najee Harris. Uh, I think, you know, uh, looking within the top 10 first, I touched on CMC, kind of scares me coming off injury. Uh, I didn't know how high to put him. Uh, right. Kamara, I think he finished as a number one running back last year in the way our scoring set up. Uh, he, he is a machine, uh, and I think they're going to rely on him even more. Uh, you know, they got Winston behind center. I don't think they're going to trust him the same way they did Drew Brees. Uh, you know, we talked about it earlier today. If anyone hasn't heard, they cut Murray. So, you know, I, who, who is who's his number two? Because they cut Freeman as well. I thought they still had Freeman, but they cut him as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't even know who number two is there. There might not be a number two. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be Tony <laughs> Jones, man. Tony Jones. So yeah, oh, he is there. But Kamara, he's going to get the he's going to get the workload. Even though it's uh, Green Bay, which I think is another good game. I think that's another good Week One matchup. I think that's going to be a good game to watch. Uh, CMC plays the Jets. He could potentially burn me here and, you know, be the number one running back, but we'll see. Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, Washington against the Chargers. Uh, I think that's got uh, a good, uh, you know, good defensive game, I think can be. Uh, But Gibson caught a lot of passes last year. I think they're going to try to use him like CMC and the Rivera offense. You believe that? So, I believe it. I really do. You know, they're going to use J.D. McKissick. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be their pass catching back. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised if you see those guys on the field at the same time a lot or, you know, Curtis Samuel in the backfield at the same time as Gibson. Uh, but Gibson, he's – man, he's too good to not get him carries. He's going to get the carries. Uh, and he got a lot of goal line touches last year. So. Uh, touchdowns, man. Touchdowns. Yeah, man. I read. Well, I got a alert earlier today that the Bears beat writer believes David Montgomery is going to rush for fourteen hundred yards. I saw that. I saw that. Do you, and do you believe he can? He'll get the volume for sure, right? Yeah, like, he'll get the yeah. volume. I just can't. He's not. I. I don't think there's enough carries and a game script that would allow him to get 1,400 carries at about four yards a carry. I think he was right around like he, – let me go yeah. check out the yards per carry. But I had him last year. I loved him towards the end. But he's one of the most frustrating guys to have just because you never know how they're going to use him. Like, yeah. uh, oh God, you just never know. He had 247 carries last year with 1,000. 70 yards. Yeah. He And, and he doesn't – you know, I think he caught – I I'm pulled it up. I, he caught 54 passes last year, which isn't a, a whole lot, but it's pretty decent. It's not terrible. He had to. Three cones out. Right. And, and I think that's the same situation. Uh, so, you know, uh, week one, they have a tough matchup, man. Aaron Donald and that Rams defense, it's going to be hard to get running yards. Uh, but uh, – I think the volume will keep him in the top 10. So, you know, for the listeners who 
who are listening to what we're saying and they're like, well, then why'd you just put this guy in your top 10? Again, the volume, he's going to get 15 to 20 touches a game. Uh, you know, that averages out to about seven or eight points alone right there. If he plunges in a one yard score and we're looking at 12 points, you know, not to count if he, you know, maybe does catch a pass here and there right. gets, you know, 50, 60 yards. That's another six points. That's pretty good score. You know, that's RB two territory, for sure, uh, for us. So, uh, uh, you know, another guy I want to talk about on the list uh, is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, I, I really liked him this year. I, I think ESPN had him at like – I was looking on ESPN earlier, and I think they had him at like five on their rankings. I think that's a little high. Uh, really? I, I do, man. Um man. I think they, they're going to use Hans, Naheem Hans, uh, in losing situations, uh, I think. And they play Seattle, which Seattle's not the same defense they used to be, but they're not. You know, Pete Carroll's going to coach those guys up. He's going to have them ready to play. I don't – you know, I'm not saying he's not a top five running back. I just don't think he is this week. I disagree. You disagree? Because, yes, they're going to – if Carson Wentz is playing week one, they're going to do everything in their power to protect him. I could see a game where Carson Wentz throws maybe 17 to 24 passes. All right, write this down, folks. We're going to circle back <laughs> like, to this. We're going like, to circle back to this. Even if they're – man, I just do not see them putting a whole lot on Carson Wentz early because he he lacked confidence in Philly. And uh, I feel like that is why they had to end that marriage because he lost faith in himself there. He has a very good opportunity with the Colts. There should be a run-first team to start the season until he gets into the groove of things. But I just don't trust uh, the Seahawks' defense, man. They, they, The Seahawks' offense was scoring so much last season that they had the offense, the defense on the field a ton. And I feel yeah. like they want to let Russ cook. And letting Russ cook is bad for the defense. Yeah, that's that's true. So that's why I believe this week he can definitely be a top five running back. Man, that's tough. Who? So you put him above Gibson in this scenario? Uh, I have yeah. Cook, Kamar, CMC, Henry, Gibson. That's my top five. You put him above Gibson? I do. That's fair. I'm, I'm interested to see how that shakes up. So some of the guys not on my top ten list that I want to mention, uh, I think you'll like this one, uh, Raheem Mostert. Oh, you know, that's your guy. You love that guy. Uh, but he's got top 10 potential week one. Uh, if, you know, it depends on how the 49ers work out their workload. But uh, they have the uh, Lions, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty mm-hmm. sure. That's what my notes say. So I hope I'm right. Because the Lions gave up 29 touchdowns to running backs <laughs> last year uh, in fantasy football. Uh, 19 rushing touchdowns, which was second most in the league behind Houston. And 10 receiving touchdowns to running backs, which was by far the most. Like, I'm looking at this right now. Uh, they gave up 10 receiving touchdowns to running backs. Uh, Arizona was the next closest with six. And then after that, as a quite a few teams with five. So, I mean, that's that's a big difference. Uh, and yeah. Mostert is one of those guys, he can catch the ball as well. You know, he, he can run, he can catch the ball. Uh, so, week one, I think he's got a juicy matchup against the Lions, and he could potentially finish his top ten run back. Uh, and then – Yeah. 
And then another guy, that's if he doesn't come out and, like, hurt something on his first play. But, you know, I don't wish anyone injury, but, you know, he's he's got a long list of them. Uh, and then another guy I left off my list that I've never been high on. Uh, I see the potential for him because he's one of those gadget packs who does it all uh, is, is Austin Eckler. Um, you know, I think he's going to get the receiving volume to push him in the top 10 this week. But that Washington front line is nasty, man. And I don't think Eckler's a good enough runner to run against him. I really don't. Uh, I think most of his yardage week one will come off of, like, screen plays or putting him in space. And they will be playing from behind, correct? Correct. Giving I him think an so. To hit. I think he sees at least nine targets yeah. um, playing from behind. And that can be very valuable. If he uh, just because it could, but I could see him ending the day rushing with like nine yards for like not <laughs> not nine yards, like nine rushes for like twenty yards. I mean, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, that defense is that, especially the defensive line. They're they're tough. Yeah, nine for forty five sounds very realistic yeah. for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think he could finish in the top ten, but it would be in that eight to ten range. But realistically, I got him right outside, somewhere in eleven to thirteen range. Just like you said, uh, the receiving volume will be there for him. Absolutely. So, are we moving on to wide receivers? Well, we're going to save them for last. I'm not going to go too deep into tight ends. Uh, you know, I I want to mention it for for listeners. We do not play. A mandatory tight end anymore uh our league's pretty deep we're up to 14 teams this year uh and we just did not see the value in everyone having to start a tight end but it's still an option for you in the flex so i'll touch base on it i just did five of those again not you know i know people listening probably play tight ends most of them at least so uh even though it's a pretty obvious shakeup uh for this week i went kelsey waller kittle thomas Dallas Goddard, uh, that's my top five. Uh, so, you know, just some names that I left off of here that everyone's like, what about Mark Andrews? Uh, you know, I think Mark Andrews could obviously be a top five tight end. Uh, Kelsey is going to be hands down number one most weeks. Uh, Kittle, Waller, I think will flip, you know, between two, three, maybe get some weeks with one. Uh, one of the guy, the two guys I really want to talk about because you know those other three kind of take care of themselves. Uh, Thomas and Goddard. Uh, Thomas finished out the year with 15, 12, 6, and 9 targets. He really came on strong uh, volume-wise. He became a reliable pass catcher for him down the stretch. I think he finished overall for the season as tight end four in our system, uh, three or four. Uh, so he's got value. Uh, it's Patrick. I love that he has Fitzpatrick because Fitzpatrick's not afraid to take deep shots, but he also relies on his tight ends. Uh, so I think that's going to be a good matchup for them. I think they're going to have good chemistry to start off with. And then Dallas Goddard's going against my Falcons, who were fifth in the league to tight ends last year. So, uh, you know, and he, I think he's slowly taking that role from Ertz. It's like weird. They don't want to officially say it's Goddard at tight end, you know, but it's, it's him, you know, I think he's the guy at tight end. Uh, so, you know, I think Atlanta gave up like 10 touchdowns to tight ends last year, which was pretty bad. Uh, so he could have a good week. Uh, another guy 
just to look out for that I don't have on my list outside of Andrews is uh, Tyler Higby. I know you like Tyler Higby a lot. Uh, you know, uh, they play the Bears. Uh, the Bears were the worst team last year against the tight end as far as touchdowns go. I think they gave up 13 touchdowns to tight end position last year. Uh, so rushing linebackers, like get guys that can cover more rope ones. Broke yeah. one to this, get more of them, man. So looking at that and then Stafford's uh, history of being willing to throw to his tight ends in the red zone, I think Higby could potentially sneak into that top five uh, scenario. You know, again, tight end is such a crazy position. Uh, you know, I, I had the most uh, – the most inaccurate predictions on tight end last year. I don't know if you remember those numbers, but it was bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was really bad. Uh, it didn't help that Kittle missed a lot and things like that. But uh, I do think uh, Higby's got a chance to get in the top five. And All then right, what so Tay has been waiting for. Wait, wait. I'm, I kind of want to stick with the tight ends for just a moment. Okay. So I have, I have to choose between Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Who finishes higher? Week one. Week one between Higby and Smith, you said? No, Henry and Smith. Hunter Henry. Hunter Johnny. Henry. Man, I, I don't like Hunter Henry week one. Uh, we didn't see enough of those guys in preseason, so I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, man, who, who do you go with? Who do you Johnny think? Smith, man. I, uh, I saw enough in preseason out of their 12 formation to know that uh he is going to be the receiving option on most of those uh formation sets one thing i watch for preseason is going to be personnel and formations when especially when it's like guys new teams like that's so yeah. important stats don't really matter as much to me anymore as i get older but i definitely uh believe johnny smith is going to be a uh, pretty solid and a guy who i think can sneak into your top five this week is going to be Gerald Everett. I think he's going to have potential to be a top five guy all year because think about your Will Disley's, your Jacob Hollister. Yeah, I, I think about you know I I looked at Everett because I see you've been looking at him a lot uh, this season. Uh, you know we talked about him. You drafted him. I think in a few of the mocks we did. I think you ended like, up. Did you did you not draft him? Did you draft him in the academy league? No, I did not take a tight end. You did not take a tight end. Huh? Okay. Uh, but he's going against the Colts, man. And I, I would have to assume Darius Leonard's going to be on him in pass coverage. That dude's a monster. No, so I don't I, like him week one. I, I, I believe they're not going to go man a whole lot because you don't want to leave your, your guys on the island with Tyler Lockett, Diego Metcalf, hopefully Dwayne Eskridge. Because, man, that offense is explosive. So, you're going to get a lot of zone, I believe. And Gerald Everett's going to have a lot of red zone targets. I think he could be close to second in red zone targets to uh, DK Metcalf this year. And I love, man, targets equal opportunity. Opportunity equals touchdowns to me. For sure. For sure. So, Gerald Everett is definitely a guy I think can finish top five every week this year. It doesn't take much as a, as a tight end at it all. It doesn't. It really doesn't. You know, Pitts is another one. I didn't want to talk about him because I've talked about my Falcons enough and you know, never ends well. But, dude, they're going to feature him. You know, first game he played preseason, first play, a little screen pass to him, and he took it like 21 yards. 
Uh, dude's Rookie a freak. Hyman, you can't trust him, man. Rookie you can't. Hyman, you can't. You really can't. But, uh, you know, I think he's really going to be a playmaker in that offense. Uh, so I, I think he's going to have some top five weeks. I just think it's going to be growing pains and see how they use him, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, bro. All right, so we're getting getting it started off with your guy Devonte Adams. Uh, you know he, he's my number one week one. Uh, you know, followed by Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins round out my top five. I was really in between Hopkins, Ridley, and AJ Brown for that fifth spot. I ended up going Hopkins, uh, and then I went Ridley Brown, 6'7". Uh, I got another guy you like, Mike Evans at 8, uh, Justin Jefferson at 9. A surprise pick here, I think, will probably people will probably look at me sideways for uh, Robert Woods at 10. Uh, I have DJ Moore at 11. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moore. Uh, I have Terry McLaurin at 12, CeeDee Lamb at 13. I have Keenan Allen at 14. And another surprise here that, I, you know, at least I think it's a surprise. Some people might be like, oh, not that big of a deal. Uh, I have Antonio Brown at 15. Whoa. Uh, and I want to start with talking about Antonio Brown. Uh, so uh, including playoffs, his last – uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. His last six games, uh, he he had five. So five out of those six games, he had touchdowns in. Uh, I think the chemistry with Brady and Brown continued to grow over the season. Uh, and we're going to look at targets too, because I know you like to talk about targets. Uh, you know, 15, 6, 7, 6. Three and three were a little down in the playoffs, uh, but you know playoff Lenny took over, so uh, we can we can you know adjust that. But he also had a Russian touchdown, uh, two Russian touchdowns actually in the playoffs. So uh, weeks he was not super valuable as a receiver. He had a Russian touchdown, uh, and I think that just kind of shows a that they're trying to get him involved. Uh, you know Tom Brady wanted him there for a reason. Uh, you know and. I had my wide receivers done before this came out, but head coach, head ball coach, pumped him up a little bit today uh, and said that what he's been seeing out of Antonio Brown in practice reminds him of four to five years ago, Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, I think he's got the off the field stuff behind him for now, at least. And right. I really think he's focused on football. And that's a dangerous thing, even though. You know, people, oh, man, it's Antonio Brown. But think about those years he wasn't playing football, that he wasn't taking hits, he wasn't taking shots. You know, his body is healthy, I think. Uh, It was really just getting his mind healthy. And I think he's at that point right now. Uh, So I really like him this week uh, in a shootout potential against Dallas. Uh, and I could see, you know, him, you know, I don't know how healthy Godwin is coming into this week. Uh, you know, I've been hearing a lot of chatter about him. Evans is obviously my favorite target there, but I think Brown's got top 15 finish. I think he finished as wide receiver 18 from week, like 10 on last season. Wow. So that's that's pretty uh, solid. one as your third option. Yeah. You know, uh, 
So I, I, that's why I wanted to start with him. Uh, you know, I think the first three kind of take care of themselves. Adams, Hill, Diggs. Now, I don't think there's much to say there. Aaron Rodgers is back. Uh, Adams is his favorite target. They play New Orleans, whose secondary is beatable. Uh, you know, that front seven's pretty solid, but that secondary is beatable. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to come out week one and show out, uh, you know, and I think Adams is going to be a big part of that. Uh, Diggs, Diggs, even though he hasn't played much and he's questionable, he's Josh Allen's favorite target. You know, he's going to get he's going to get the targets. He's unquestioned target leader there. He's going to get a huge target share. I'd like to see the breakdown, uh, I, and I'm going to do that uh, next week. Honestly, uh, I feel like the target share there is way tilted in his favor, probably more than most teams. Absolutely. Uh, I believe uh, close to 25% of yeah, the target guy. I usually target guys that get 18 to 20 yeah. as a target share, but, man, Diggs and Adams are just target monsters, man. Uh, DK, uh, you know, I stacked DK and Wilson this year, uh, so I really like DK. Uh, uh, I watched him a lot last year because Ashton had him. Ashton's my wife. She's also in this league. Uh, but um, we, I watched him a lot last year because she had him, and I really liked the improvements uh, last year. I think his targets were more consistent last year, and he really started developing that chemistry. And, you know, before it was always like lock it, lock it, lock it. We're going to mix DK in for a big play. Uh, you know, but on third down crit- critical situation, I'm looking back to lock it. I think last year that kind of shifted to DK, like, you know, we're in that critical situation. Who am I looking for? I'm looking for DK. No. Uh, so I really like that. Um, uh, so I went him for Hopkins. Hopkins scares me a little bit, but it's really more so because Kyler Murray scares me a little bit this year. Uh, I I rode him last year to a pretty good season. Uh, came up short in the playoffs, but Murray did really well for me last year, and Hopkins did as well. But Murray, man, he just hadn't looked good this preseason. Uh, and I know it's preseason, but he just you know he's missed some throws that he doesn't normally miss. So I was a little little concerned, and you know Hopkins also been banged up, so we hadn't seen much of him. I think they could start off slow. Uh, Ridley six, AJ Brown at seven. Uh, I don't even. I can't name one defensive back for Philly. Darius Blake, I've been disrespectful. <laughs> Man, come on, come on. Darius Blake is a damn good corner, or dang good corner. My bad. He he is. He really is. But it's Philly, man. It's I Philly. Him in Juco, man. He is the real deal. He is like, the real deal, but like it's Philly. I, you know, I, I think Ridley is going to feast on them. And then if we're playing from behind, which we might be doing all year, <laughs> they're going to be throwing uh, the ball. You know, so I think I think really, I think he finished fourth last year for the season. Uh, so I think top six is a generous generous uh, offer for week one. Uh, AJ Brown, you know, you think about what he did last year. And then this year, he's got Julio Jones lined up on the other side of him. So I think that's going to open up things more for him. Uh, you know, outside of Arizona's front seven, I don't think their uh, back half of the defense is that great. So, you know, I think A.J. Brown can feast on them. Uh, Mike Evans, 
Uh, Cowboys were not great against wide receivers, which is weird. I was looking at that earlier. They were really good against quarterbacks last year, but not wide receivers. Uh, and fantasy points. That's kind of interesting. Uh, but, you know, Mike Evans, red zone target, big receiver. He's your guy. You know, he's, he's going to get touchdowns every year. And I like him in that matchup. Uh, Justin Jefferson against Cincinnati. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, it's going to be electric to watch that. I think uh, my surprise top ten here is Robert Woods uh, for the Rams. So explain you know, that he gets a lot of targets. You feel he, like Stafford is really going to take to him like that? I do. Uh, so you know, we talked about Higby earlier in the red zone. Uh, you know, I really, you know, I really like. Robert Woods, uh, you know, I know they have Cup, uh, but from, you know, what I saw uh, and, you know, what I've heard from Stafford talking, he's got a real connection with Robert Woods, and I think Robert Woods is going to benefit the most from playing with Rodgers. Uh, you know, I, I mean, with Stafford, I don't think Goff had, you know, I don't, I don't think Goff had the ability to make some of the throws that Stafford does. And so Woods – for me, he can kind of do it all. He'll go across the middle, take some passes uh, that golf couldn't tightrope in there. Stafford's got a freaking arm, man. He's got a cannon. He's going to squeeze it in there. Uh, so I really like Robert Woods uh, week one. Uh, you know, I could see, uh, you know, I could see him finishing and, and right around, right out, you know, top 13, 14 for the year. Uh, you know, he'll have some outside the top 25s, probably inside some top 10s, but uh, he'll, he'll probably be one of those like inconsistent top 12 finishers, you know, kind of be all over the spectrum. But I think Stafford is a big boost to that entire offense, to be honest. Uh, you know, your, your guy DJ Moore against the Jets, uh, you know, he's – He's been their guy for the past few years. Uh, you know, the only question is going to be Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, with Robbie Anderson and, and Darnold having a rapport. Um, yeah. Because Robbie Anderson looked good even under Adam Gaze, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that, that's scary as far as DJ Moore. But he's going to give me, what, 1,100 yards, 80 catches, and yep. four TDs. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin at 12. Uh, man, scary Terry. Uh, he, you know, he's got Fitzpatrick. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's got Fitzpatrick, who's not afraid to throw it deep, man. Uh, Fitzpatrick's got a live arm. I don't think a lot of people realize that. And he's not afraid to use it. Uh, so I think that benefits uh, the deep threat of McLaurin. Uh, and I think that's going to. You know, that's going to be a solid connection. Fitzpatrick's always favored his wide receiver ones, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh, C.D. Lamb at 13. I'm really high on C.D. Lamb this year. Uh, you know, you can't forget about Amari Cooper, but I think Lamb kind of slowly started taking over that wide receiver room last year. Uh, he's just gifted, man. He's going he's gonna to go across the middle. He's going to take you deep. Uh, I don't know what his numbers were last year, but he finished pretty well his uh, scoring last year. Yeah, he uh, so. he was really good with really bad QB 
which yeah. I like because I love when a receiver can still excel versus with a well, in spite of bad quarterbacking, uh, much like Allen Robinson, man. Yeah, another one, another one of my guys. And then uh, C.D. Lamb, and then Keenan Allen. Uh, so I had Keenan Allen at fourteen. Um, you know, I think Washington outside of uh, their front seven is beatable. And then I think Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert really, uh, really had a good chemistry last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, this is the first year I, I had Keenan Allen last year. It's the first year I'd ever drafted him. You know, I always considered him injury prone. So I kind of tried to stay away from him. Uh, but you know, uh, pulling up his numbers right now. And so he played in 14 games. He missed uh, the last two. Uh, one of them, he was inactive and he was on the COVID list for the last one. Uh, so 14 games and he had double digit targets in all, but one, two, three, four of them. Double digit targets. Again, he is double digit targets eat. in all, but four of them. Uh, <laughs> eat, man. <laughs> you know, and then I'm looking at those weeks, you know, less than double digit targets and he still had touchdowns, you know, uh, week one, he had eight targets no touchdowns week five. He had two targets, but he had touchdown he right. caught both of those targets as well. Uh, week nine, he had seven targets and a touchdown. And then week 14, he only had three targets and uh, he didn't have a touchdown. So that, you know, I'm not concerned with that, that you look at that and you look at those outliers. These other weeks are all well into double digits, 10, 19, 11, 13, 19, 12, right. 19, he had 19 twice, yes, <laughs> 11, four times. Uh, you know, that's – man, that's big for a rookie quarterback. You know, they they remember that. Like, in going into year two, I think that chemistry is going to be even better. They got a full offseason this year. You know, rookies were at such a disadvantage last year with the offseason. So, I think that connection can only get better, and that's why I have him in my top 15 – uh, in week one, because I think they're going to be throwing. You know, Washington's got a good defense. I think they're going to have to throw to beat them. Um, some guys I left off of here that I want to touch on uh, is one, Deontay Johnson. Uh, you oh, know, wow. he's so volatile. And when I say that is, you know, he could finish with 20 points one week, the next week come out and score you eight. And then next week, score you 40. Uh, but I like that matchup in Buffalo. Um, I Versus don't, Davis White? I don't think – and that's why I like it. I don't think White's going to be on him. Uh, I think White's going to be uh, – you know, I think White – I hadn't paid attention to the Buffalo defense that well. But I think White's one of those guys. He lines up on his side of the line, and he doesn't change much. You know, he doesn't move around much. He's on his side, and that's it. I think – you know, Tomlin is good enough to scheme Johnson away from that. And honestly, I think Johnson's going to be at the slot a lot anyway. I don't I don't think White's ever going to be in the slot. Well, no, thank you. What do you see think, Juju lining up? Uh, you know, I think they'll line Juju up out wide just because Johnson's more dynamic. So I think you put him, you know, on the inside to create that space and those mismatches for him. Uh, you know, it's not going to be every play. I think Juju and, and – Johnson will operate both out of the slot and the outside. But at the end of the year, I could see Johnson having more slot snaps than 
uh, Juju. Uh, and I think, you know, Claypool is pretty solid. So I'm not saying he'll draw all the attention, but I like John. I like Johnson. Uh, another guy uh, I left out was Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I like him why, this year. Why do people like him? Tell Man. me why you like him this year. It targets, you know, He's the targets target in that offense does run first. They run it, through Kittle. I mean, it is. It does run through Kittle. It, it does. I can see that. But he's going against Detroit, man. man. <laughs> they're terrible. You know, they they really are terrible. Uh, and then they got to throw to somebody, you know. And you look at last year, he finished out the year uh, 16 targets, 13 targets, nine targets. No targets. That were his last four. Without uh, Debo, huh? Yeah, but uh, I think it was without him. But still, he and he had two. T- Debo is the man there. I hate that people have forgotten how good Debo Samuel. He is what Shanahan loves. He's like a Swiss Army knife. Like we'll see, we'll see. I I like Ayuk, man. I really do. Uh, he came on strong at the end of the year. He he had production for him, uh, and I thought he. You know, I thought he showed well. I think they'll continue to use him. Uh, another guy that I don't have in my top 15 that I think could be up there, and uh, you, you know, we kind of talked about this guy uh, earlier because uh, I drafted him, is Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, <laughs> sheer volume, man. Uh, he, I think he finished top 15 last year in our score. 16. Possibly. 16? Was he 16? Okay, yeah. He, he was right there. And, again, I think they got another pretty good matchup. Uh, Jacksonville and Houston could be the first week one game, like the worst <laughs> week one game. Uh, and, you so know, got I, <laughs> and, and that's my thing. Like, I trust Tyrod Taylor more than I do Trevor Lawrence in his first, you know, NFL start. So, I, I think, you know, I think Cooks can get a lot of targets week one. And, you know, they definitely don't have any names I know in their secondary. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, and then who else is on that team? You know, I really like the rookie there, Nico Collins, but I think it's going to take some time for him to come on. I think Brandon Cooks is the unquestioned number one target on that team. And, you know, that even might include running back rushes. He might get more targets than running backs get carries uh, <laughs> because they're going to have, I think they're going to be running a lot of different people there. Uh, and then the last guy, I am not putting him on my list, but he is my bounce back candidate for the year. And this is kind of a heart pick. I'll be honest, but I've really, man, I've been hearing and reading and seeing a lot of good things out of Brown's camp with Baker Mayfield and OBJ. Uh, Don't speak speak him up, please. Why? Do you have man? No, he is the most overrated wide receiver (laughs) of the last five years, man. I think he's a diva. I think he's overrated. I can agree with those statements, but he's still good. He's still good. Uh, And – you know, if he's healthy and the chemistry is where they say it's at and they talk it up to be, and again, he's one of those players, if he's got his mind in the right spot, he could have some good year. He could have a good year, man. He could have some good weeks. 
uh, again, I don't. I, it goes Landry, Peoples, Jones, Beckham for me because I don't know about Beckham's availability. Ah, I can see that, but to me, it goes Landry then Beckham. Okay, that's but, fair. But we'll see. Uh, How many wide receiver uh, one finishes has Odell Beckham have had since the since his third year? I don't think any. Any man, any. I don't think any. You only played 16 games once. I didn't say – did I say wide receiver one? I said bounce back. Dude, bounce back. Bounce back man. to what? To higher uh, than to relevant. Bounce back to relevant. <laughs> like, you know, a, a solid number two option. All right, give me give me numbers, predictions for him. He's never had more than 97 catches in any season that he's had double-digit starts. He's never had less than 74 catches. So what do you believe uh, – is a nice stat line for him this season. Uh, man, that's tough. Let's see. Wait, what'd you just say? He's never had what now? So he hasn't caught less than 75 games, 75 catches in a season where he's played 12 or more games. Okay. So his floor is 74. Uh, his ceiling is 101. So. I think he could go – I think he could go back to – I think he could very easily – if he plays 14 games, I think he could very easily finish in the 80 to 85 catch territory uh, with just over 1,000 yards. I don't think he's going to be back to the, like, 13, 1,400 yards, you know, uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't see him. I don't right, and I don't see him getting much over a thousand because they have weapons, and Baker's going to spread the ball out, and he's going to run a little bit. So, uh, you know, but I can see eighty catches uh, for you know maybe a thousand yards and five touchdowns. Uh, okay. And don't forget his his one passing TD that he just want to get. Yeah, it's one pass in GD. That's true, uh, but you know, I think that's a, I think that's a bounce back year for it is you know, for him. For he's a he's coming off injury. There's so many questions around. Like, is he ready to play football? How's it going to look? Like, are him and Baker on the same page? Like, because they looked off last year, uh, and that could have had a lot to do with COVID. Who knows? But you know, I don't think they were missing much. Uh, I did see a stat the other day, though. It was like Baker Mayfield's QBR with and without OBJ on the field, and his QBR is much better without OBJ. It's just OBJ opens up the field. You had to look at it like that. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, I think uh, – I, again, I just wanted to mention him. I think he's got bounce-back potential this year. Uh, I think he could make some of my rankings if he stays healthy going into uh, some some midweeks – Maybe some bye weeks. I think he's got some top. Definitely got top fifteen potential, which is usually about where I'll keep twenty every once in a while. Wide receivers just very deep. You know, it really is. It is you go past you go past fifteen, you start scratching and clawing your eyes out trying to figure it out. Uh, so So any anybody I left out that you think should be in the top fifteen? No, no, I like I like your list a whole lot. I I can kind of see where you're coming from for your bounce back candidate. Because anything is better than the 25 catches that he had last year. Yeah. Um, but I believe uh, – well, I'm going to ask you this. Who do you believe the highest-scoring rookie receiver will be? 
highest scoring rookie receiver in week one. In week one. Week in week one. one. Right. Uh, I think it will be. Man, you put me on the spot on this one. All uh, right, I'll, I'll I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Devonta Smith. Uh, really? It's it's either going to be him. I'm between him or more because, but I haven't seen more at all this preseason, so that scares me. Uh, but I think Smith. I think they're going to try to get him involved early. And uh, I think Hertz has already got the chemistry with them, you know. I think they'll have that. Uh, I was between – and it's hard because I feel like I'm going with the obvious pick. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Jamar Chase. Uh, I really like Nico Collins, man, just because who else does Houston have outside of Cooks? Uh, yeah, I really like him, but, uh, yeah. I think I'll stick with that. I think I'll stick with Devontae Smith. Who do you Going think? Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, man. Uh, I, honestly, I didn't I watch a single Miami preseason game. I don't even know if Waddle played in the preseason. Did he play he in the did. preseason? He got a little nicked up with the ankle, but he did play. Um, and he looked explosive. He was yeah. my guy, and they're going to be without Will Fuller in week one. Exactly. I should have went with Waddle. Man, that's it's stupid. I'm not going to change my pick. I'm not changing. <laughs> but that was really no, stupid. But- so I, I really do. I the only reason I wouldn't pick Elijah Moore is because I believe Jameson Crowder finds a way to get clear to play for the opener. Really? Um, I, I do. Uh, I believe uh, we'll be. For some reason, they just won't cut him. Like I think they tried to, and he was like, "No, I'll take less money to be to be on a losing team." Like, dude, let them start their rebuild. Go find. Go to Green Bay. Yeah. Like where they needed a number three receiver. Um, it's like now we have uh Adams Cobb, Valdez Cantley, who I'm tired of. Like we really uh punches didn't work out. I was kind of frustrated. He should just become a tight end somewhere. Um but I do believe Waddle is going to be the highest scoring wide rookie wide receiver this this week. That's that's a good pick. I'm I'm mad I didn't make that pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so uh, another, you know, another rookie that I really like, and you know, it's hard because this team's got some pretty decent wide receiver options, and I'm a little mad Colby stole him from me in our draft because I really wanted him. Uh, is Terrace Marshall, man. Everyone pronounces his name Terrence, and it's Terrace. But yeah. uh, uh, he is going to play in the slot, I feel like, mostly. And I don't know what kind of protection Darnold has, and I know Darnold likes to throw to the slot. So I could see him having uh, a really good year, even though they have two pretty good receivers there. Uh, I think he could, he's a good rookie to keep an eye on. Uh, I got you. I, I like while the, we're while rookies. we're on rookies uh, I, and wide receivers, what do you think about? Uh, he's not a rookie. It just you know we're talking about rookies, Waddell, Smith, and, and they're Alabama guys, obviously. What do you think about Jerry Judy in year two? Jerry Judy, I love him. Uh, I feel like I, I am still a believer that year two from an ACL injury is when you're back to full strength. Uh, even though medicines and things like that are uh, 
more much more advanced than they were back in the day. Yeah. I absolutely believe a year removed from a ACL injury um, is when you really uh, really become that guy again. And um, well, a year removed, a year after your first year back, and so I don't think uh, he's going to be much of a sudden. Is going to be much of a uh, a factor in Jerry Judy's uh, target share. And you got to think, Dink and Dunk Bridgewater is going to find Judy underneath a whole lot. They want to use sudden to stretch the field. Bridgewater Man. said that he's never had a guy that will be willing to go up and get it for him. Well, he never had a guy go up and get it for him because he never gave him a chance. Like, yeah. So that is so I believe Jerry Judy is going to have a monster year. I've been getting him wherever I can. Um, he 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 and Tyler Boyd are two guys that I am like. They're going to be the number one guys on their team. They're going to see at you're, least one hundred thirty. You're 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 late on Tyler Boyd. What? Yeah, you're, you're late on Tyler Boyd. I had him last year and he was great. But <laughs> they drafted Jamar Chase for a reason. Yeah, he's gonna do a whole lot of blocking over there and, <laughs> uh, because if they don't take because their offense is gonna run inside out because Joe Burrow is going to have to get the ball out early. Everything's gonna be hot, and your slot guys gonna be the, the shortest throws, the quickest guys to get open because they have mixed matches. I just don't see uh, – I see Higgins getting a lot of TDs, but not a lot of yards. Um, and I see Chase having a lot of catches, but not a lot of yards, if that makes any sense to me. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he'll likely be – They're going to have to get him going in, like, the screen game. So, he's going to get a lot of catches, I think. But And I don't think he's going to have a lot of yak at this level just yet. Dude, what? I don't Dude, believe – look at Justin Jefferson and look at – I mean, Chase was far superior than Jefferson. And I know it's college and it's NFL and it's circumstance. <laughs> I get it. You know, it's different circumstance, uh, different everything. But, dude, it's my LSU guys. I mean, you know, wide receiver you, DB you, we, we, we can compete for both. And those guys are studs. And Chase – just blew those guys away in college. I, I don't think it's even close. And, dog, dog, dog. and Burrow is going to look for that safety blanket, man. He's coming back off an injury. That's He's – I don't think so. All right. All right. Let's then shift you, gears. This is my last question for you about wide receivers, and then you can ask me this question because I really want to know about this guy because I really wanted him in some of my drafts. And I didn't get him. I'm really thinking about joining a couple random leagues before the season starts, just to try to get him. Uh, I'm not in enough leagues this year. I'm really not. I, you know, I, I'm normally in quite a bit, but I'm, I'm only in a couple this year. Uh, Marquez Callaway with the Saints, while Michael Thomas is out. Are you a believer? I am, um, just because Jameis Winston is going to throw it to who he trusts, no matter what. Um, now I do believe, and he can throw it eighty yards. I feel like downfield. God, Winston's got such an arm. People don't, don't. Dude, yeah, that that arm. His his off season workouts are horrible, but that arm is <laughs> immaculate, man. Um, he he really he really is talented. If he can get it figured out between the years, uh, I do believe Mark West Calloway is a real deal in this offense. The other thing, Sean Payton has made guys like Devery Henderson. 
uh, Lance Moore, uh, Marcus Colson, those kind of guys relevant yeah. by fantasy standards. See, he knows how to get receivers the ball. And I, I feel like uh, Callaway will likely – I think he gets close to 80 catches because I don't think Michael Thomas plays at all this year. Um, I don't either. I, 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 I don't think he wants to, and, you know, I th- think he's going to sit this out. I think he's going to sit the year out. Absolutely. And I, I kind of wish that the Jags pulled the trigger um, on him. And you just, were high uh, on the Jags getting him. Did you Did you hear something about it? Did you read something about it? Why, you know, I never read the news on him going there, and I didn't think he fit like you do. I think they have three pretty good pass catchers. No, Marvin Jones is not a number one receiver. Shark has number one potential, but there's always a setback with him. Um, there's always the set, something. Yeah, yeah the, the setback has been the Jags and their quarterback. <laughs> Look, okay, I, I, let's be serious here. His first ben, year, you his, guy, you love him. Just say he it. is. I do, he, and I do. His first year was not to standards. You know, I thought he was going to do much better coming out than he actually did. Uh, but that second year, man, he worked his tail off. And you look at the splits, man. You look at the game splits with Minshew versus all the other guys who was there, Lutton, and who else did they have last year? They started someone else a few games too. Um, Minshew, Lutton. Was it Foles? Was it Foles? Yeah. Wasn't Foles there? Okay. So you look, you look at the splits between those three guys. You look at his production and his target share between those three guys. And the thing I take away from that is the arm. Garner Minshew has an arm. Foles, not known for having a cannon. You know, he'll take some shots, but he's not known for having a cannon. Lutton, not known for having a cannon. Minshew has a cannon. It opened it up for Chark. He is a deep threat. He's not physical. He's not going to get you catches across the middle. He's just not. He's not a physical receiver. He's going to he's gonna one cut move off the, off the line, and he's going to blow by you. They haven't had a quarterback that could get him the ball. Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to get him the ball. Not from his back. Huh? I said he's not going to give him the ball from his back. Man, come, dude, he's <laughs> going to get him the ball. You, Chenault and Jones are going to work the middle, and Chark's going to be the deep play threat. Man, and I'll take a deep play threat. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, you look at you look at a deep play in fantasy football, and okay, so Marvin Jones might go out and get me five catches for sixty yards every game, and a TD, and, and a TD. You know, and that's a solid week. You know, that's a solid week. Uh, And, yeah, that's wide receiver two territory all year. But when you play fantasy football, at least in my opinion, you fill your team with guys that you know are going to go get you points. They're going to score every week like the Marvin Jones. But you plug and play one or two of those guys that's got that big play potential. And Chark is one of those guys, man. Like, he – he is going to take the top off defense. Jacksonville's got a quarterback that can get him the ball. And Urban Meyer rode him since day one. You know, I, I don't I don't think Urban Meyer's going to be a great NFL coach. But, you know, he came in talking about how disappointed he was at Chark at where he was at. Uh, you know, and I think that's the whole college coach mentality. Like, I'm going to come in and talk about how 
guys disappoint me and I expect better and I hope I get better, which I don't know works on NFL grown men guys, but it, you know, I felt like he was doing that to motivate him. And then now you look at the back end of this preseason and Urban Myers had nothing but good things to say about him and how he's going to be involved, heavily involved in that offense. And I think that's why, because he's going to be the guy they use to take shots. Well, the reason that Michael Thomas made sense is because the Saints had a DB return. Um, they need help on the back end. So CJ Henderson is readily available available because they replaced him with uh, Shaq Griffin from Seattle. That was their big free agent signing. And uh, yeah. it just made a lot of sense for Henderson to get shipped since he's a first-round DB uh, well, he had first-round talent. I think he still does. They they made Eli Apple look good in, in New Orleans. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like Michael Thomas, because they have the cap space to pay him what he needs or what he wants, and they get that bona fide number one receiver. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be a fun year. All right, So uh, so what's your answer to the question? Wait, what? You a- you asked me. What you ask me? Asked you about Callaway. About Mark West Callaway. So, what do you think about Mark West Callaway? So, I don't know. I don't see him. You know, I don't see him getting eighty catches like what? you do. What? Uh, I don't. Um, <laughs> Who's just, I, I, you know, okay. If I guess if Thomas doesn't play, maybe, but I've. You know, I don't know. I, I don't think he – there's always somebody that comes on in a Sean Payton offense that you didn't expect to get some catches. So, I think it's going to be pretty – I think it's going to be pretty heavily Kamara. Kamara's going to get a lot of catches. And then, it's, and then it's – and then it's going to be pretty divided up between everybody else. I can see him pushing 75, 70, um, but um, I don't know. Man, I, I like him. I like him as in – I like him as far as his value was. I think he was going pretty late in drafts. Uh, in most of the drafts I was in, he was going pretty late. Nobody was reaching for him. I think he was going, you know, back into most rounds. And I think he's going to have wide receiver two, potentially wide receiver one some weeks uh, production for you as long as Michael Thomas is out. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to play, but uh, I've been wrong before about Michael Thomas. So we'll see. If he plays, it's definitely not happening. If he doesn't play, uh, I think he'll push 80, but won't get there. Man, I, I took him last year, but luckily uh, he wasn't my number one receiver. I had a couple other guys, and, uh, man, it was so frustrating when him and Adams were both out. Yeah, I had him the year before, and he was a beast for me. And I, I hate drafting Saints players. I, I, I don't. Well, one team I don't like to draft is uh, going to be uh, Patriots. Well, you sure didn't mind taking David Harris from me. <laughs> well, dude, did you also the, get Jacoby Myers? No. Yes, I did. I did. God, I hate you. No, that was when Cam was still on the roster. Yeah, I do, I'm glad I dodged that bullet because I <laughs> did like him better with Cam. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure uh, I can move him for something. Yeah, you might be able to package him later. I don't like making trades early. You know, we talk about this. I like to see a few weeks first. Yes, absolutely. And then, man, Barkley. I, I'm very interested how Barkley burns. You know, once a running back burns me, they're dead to me. Like, <laughs> I mean, they really are. So I can think of – I can think of like four running backs that I drafted at one point in my fantasy football career. The first one, LaShawn McCoy. I got Shady McCoy the year he was like, I mean, there was a few years he was always considered for number one, but the year I went with him number one, he missed like the whole season or got benched or something. I don't remember what happened. Burned me. Uh, the second guy, the well, actually, he might have been the he might have been the second guy that burned me. First guy was Jamal Charles. I drafted Jamal Charles like early on in my fantasy career quite frequently, but it was usually in later rounds. I loved Jamal Charles. He would always be an RB2 production, push RB1, and I was always getting him in like the sixth or seventh round of snake drafts. And then the year he blew up, I think I took him like second or third overall and burned me. Uh, I think that's the year he got hurt. Uh, Saquon Barkley last year. Oof. Uh, was that week two, right? Week one? Yeah, week was it week one? I think it's either week one or week two. Saquon Barkley, uh, and CMC the year I had CMC. He <laughs> he didn't get hurt, he played most of the year for me. He did a heck of a job, but he got hurt at the end. He missed some games at the end, and that really hurt my team. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, man. I don't draft those guys. Like yeah, I will never, I will never, and you can use this for the record on the official record. I will never draft Saquon Barkley again. I have him in that sleeper league that we're in because I traded for him, you know, right. before he got hurt last year. And I will keep him as long as he's productive. I, you know, I might. Who knows if he gets high production back and I can get a freaking gold mine for him, I might move him. But I will never draft him again. I don't care if he's RB1 five years in a row and I got the first pick. I will never draft him again. And that's how I am with running backs when they burn me. I just – I can't trust them after that. My secret, man, pass catching RBs, man. I'll live with getting my five catches out of you and – uh 10 to 12 points because I'm usually going to have some high-end wide receivers. This yeah. year I wasn't able to do it, man. I got uh, Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, and Tyler Boyd. So this may be the worst season I've ever had, um, all because of the auto-drafters. I and, tried, Yeah, I tried to go zero RB strategy. So I don't know if I even told you this. My plan, you know, the entire time we've been doing mocks, I know I've been talking about a lot of stuff, but my entire plan was I was going Najee Harris with right. the 14th. I had the 14th pick in a 14-team league. Uh, I was going Najee Harris with one of those two. That was my plan from the get-go. I, Me and Ashton talked about it the night before, and I was like, man, Kristen's a Steelers fan, but I really think that's too early for her to take him, and I think she knows that. But when she took him, my whole draft was blown up because <laughs> because I didn't know what to do. I knew I was still getting one of the wide receivers I wanted, which was Ridley. And, like, I love the DK pick. Don't get me wrong. But I felt like in my heart I really did that because I was like, that's who Tay's going with his second pick. So Absolutely. I gotta, so, so I got to take him. And, like, it was one of those where, like, 
should I now I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, should I have gone Hopkins right there? Should I have gone, you know, anybody? You know, it was because I think I think you had already taken digs. Yeah. I think Adams was off the board already. Uh so I'm looking, you know, no, I'm I looking took, at I took, I took Hill. You took and, Hill. Who yeah, took Diggs? Diggs was gone, I'm pretty sure. You he was Hill gone. Hill Diggs and and Adams were gone. And I was like, okay. I love Ridley. I, I'm going Ridley. Do I go Hopkins here or do I reach on a running back? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try Tay's strategy, first of all. This year we're running back. And I know he wants DK. I'm going DK. So <laughs> I, I, I took DK because I was like, I can't let Tay get DK. Uh, but oh, so, you know, I was going to stack it with Wilson, man. Yeah, Absolutely. you were. And then all, that, I always say. And that's when it went downhill because I was like, all right, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to try the zero running back strategy. I'm going to get some solid wide receivers. And then I ended up getting uh, Ridley and DK, who I think are solid. And I got Brandon Cooks, who I think was a steal for where I got him. He's going to be a thousand yard receiver. I mean, he is. Uh, And I think injuries are past him. And, but I went Russell Wilson. I think I went Russell Wilson in the fourth round. Dude, I went Mahomes second round. Like, and I was like, why I did I do that? I panicked. I, I was like, I want to stack him. And so, like, that I re- you know, I don't regret taking DK, but it's like if I wouldn't have had DK, I would not have taken Wilson where I took him. Uh, yeah. And, and at that point, and the way our league is set up, scoring the quarterbacks in that little bunch are pretty close together. So, like, there was no need to take Wilson right there. I could have gotten, you know, a, a Justin Herbert a couple rounds later or, or somebody like that who's still going to score just as good. And I was like, why did I do that? So then I'm looking at my roster and I'm like, I have no running backs. Like, at this point, I have no running backs. And I thought I was going to go wide receiver strong, and I got three pretty good ones. But now I got to draft running backs, so I'm not going to have any depth at wide receiver. I got those three good ones, and I got to rely on them every week. And so <laughs> I ended up reaching on some running backs. I think I went. Uh, I think I went DeAndre Swift, and uh, I don't even remember who I went. It was DeAndre Swift and whoever my number two is. I went Chris Carson. To, yeah, Carson. I went Carson and DeAndre Swift back to back, and I hate. I got Seattle's whole offense. <laughs> Like, man, so I, I just panicked. I was like, I need running backs. I need running backs. And then towards the back end, I kind of, you know, my mind kind of settled. And I was like, back to – because I always try to take best available. I always look at my team, and I feel like I always take what I need and best available. Like, if it's something I need on my team and I think they're the best at that position – I'll take them, even if it's a couple picks early. But early on, I was panicking. I was panicking. So, like, on the back end, I felt like I started to calm down and I got some guys that I really liked. Uh, you know, I, I really like Trey Sermon. I know you're big on Mark Mostert, but I, I like Sermon in that offense. Right. Uh, and I like Gabriel Davis and Buffalo. I think they'll have volume. Uh, obviously, it's going to be – a long line of second fiddle behind Diggs, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I think Gabriel Davis finished out strong last year. And I think he's going to have some flex weeks for me. Uh, and I love the Gus Edwards pick, uh, you know, we knew JK was better down better. at that point, you know, so at that point I felt like I was breathing and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I'm rounding out my team. I'm taking some guys I like with potential. The only guy that I drafted late that I'm not a fan of is Marlon Mack. Uh, you know, that was, I, it was my last pick in the draft. And I just, I don't know. I want to see what happens with him, man. He's, he's a good runner coming off an Achilles injury. I know, but I hope they, what I hope will happen is they're going to showcase him and trade him. Yes. So, and trade him uh, where? Trade him where? I, I don't know. Uh, anywhere. Just trade him to Atlanta. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, so I'm going to hold on to him. You know, he's, he's definitely my quote unquote drop candidate. Uh, you know, if I get a few weeks in and I got to make a move, definitely he's my guy. I always like to draft that one person. It's not going to hurt you if you drop him. Yes. Uh, and just gauge. Yeah. And so uh, Marlon Mack is that guy for me. Uh, and maybe Mooney. You know, I took out, I, I don't like Mooney. I don't not like Mooney. I think I got him late and I like the potential that's there. But, you know, we'll see. I think he's got more than more potential than Mac. But. Absolutely. Uh, when it comes to my team, man, I, I like my roster. Um, I ended up with uh, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, and Jamal Williams as my running backs, and uh, J.D. McKissick late. And I'm hoping Ty Johnson can uh, be the leader of that running back by committee early on, and I could potentially trade him. And, uh, I, really, I really hope you're wrong on Williams. I got <laughs> Why is that? Because I got Swift. <laughs> oh man, no! Williams is definitely going to be uh, be the pass catching guy. And and you touched on something earlier uh, about Zeke. Um, I do want to remind people that Mike McCarthy has never really had a RB one. Like he doesn't be four speed running backs. That's not what he does. Uh, so you can expect a lot of Tony Pollard, which is very who's very valuable in our league here. Yeah, he gets. Did he get? Did he get drafted? Yes, he definitely got drafted. Hmm. I wonder who got him. I'll take a look at that. <laughs> well, Kagan, man, I appreciate you oh, having yeah. in today, man. We had a a nice a nice pod, nice a nice episode here. Likely going to split up into two. Uh, but we appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in. Any any departing words, Gagan? Uh, I man, coming for my trophy. Oh, coming for my trophy. <laughs> uh, no, man, it's gonna be here for a little while longer. I'm sorry. Uh, but we'll 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 be in touch. And uh, good luck going one and one on Thursday. Get your first win. Yeah, and my first loss. Might as well get them both out the way. Hey, good news is though, after Thursday, I'll be at five hundred, and you'll still be at zero. So <laughs> that's one way to look good. <laughs> All right, always good talk to you, Jay, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Peace, yes, sir. Have a good one. Appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of Real Talk Sports. Appreciate Kagan for getting and putting in the time for pod man he's so he's essential to uh to everything that i am able to do with this podcast and i really do appreciate it if you guys disagree with any of the rankings tap in on twitter at i barely tweet let us know um, i'm gonna have to figure out a hashtag we want to get that together but appreciate you guys tuning in once again peace